Hey friends, welcome back to the Love and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Faleda, and I'm so excited to have the chance to have these candid conversations with you about love, sex, dating, singleness, and marriage. For those of you who don't know me or if you're tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed professional counselor specializing in relationship issues. I also run the relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaching millions of people with the message of healthy relationships. And as you'll find out about me, that's something I'm really passionate about. If you've tuned into this podcast for a while, you know that it's generally a hotline style podcast, meaning people call in with their relationship questions and we talk through them on the show. But because I've received so many of your questions, I decided I needed to do these little mini episodes where I'll be taking the questions that you've sent my way via email or voice memo, and I'll be answering them in short, practical, bite-sized answers in these mini episodes. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, make sure to send it via email or voice memo to Deborah at truelovedates.com, and I'll do my best to get it answered on one of the episodes. So let's get started. So one of the questions I get asked often is, do you believe that there is such thing as the one? Do you believe that there's only one person out there for you to marry? And what does that look like? This is an interesting question and one that I've actually been thinking through um, probably since I was a young adult, a single young adult, because I think I was raised to believe that there is just one person out there for you. Uh, And it's funny because when my husband and I met, we had very different experiences when it comes to uh, our first impressions, our first experiences with meeting each other. So John and I met at this conference and we walk in to this room, you know, where a bunch of people were interacting and he remembers looking at me from across the room and he just felt like something in him was just like drawn to me. And, you know, obviously as we look back and, and try to put words to that. There was an instant physical attraction. He was just thinking, I want to get to know this girl. And, um, but the interesting thing is he called his best buddy a little bit later that weekend after we'd interacted. And he was like, Hey, I think I met the girl I'm going to marry. Actually, he probably didn't say, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure he said, I met the girl I'm going to marry. And his friend was like, are you crazy? Like, what is the deal here? Uh, Because that was so atypical for him and his personality. Uh, He didn't even date much. And and so it was just this really unique experience for him. Me, on the other hand, I felt no such thing. You know, I, I met him. I saw him from across the room and I thought, okay, that guy's really tall. And why would anybody wear long sleeves with shorts? Because that's what he was wearing. And that was really literally one of the first things that came to mind. Um, but I, I thought, you know, after we started talking a little and I heard him interacting with people, this guy seems really interesting and I would love to get to know him a little bit. And, you know, those thoughts slowly started building in my mind. I definitely didn't think there's the one. There was no spotlight from heaven. There's no voice. There's no writing in the sky. You know, it was just this process of building a friendship with him and getting to know him until at one point, you know, I finally decided after 
dating, after friendship, after dating, after engagement, like this is it. Like this is this is a good match for my life and this is someone I want to spend my life with. But what's interesting is though John and I had different experiences and maybe even different initial beliefs about what we believed about the one or interacting with the one, we still had to go through this same exact process. Like we still had to become friends. We still had to look for red flags. We still had to figure out if this was a good match personality-wise, compatibility-wise, like our emotional temperaments, our spirituality, our relationship with Jesus. Like there was this whole entire process that both of us had to walk through before we decided to get married, before we decided to say, I do, before we decided to choose each other for a lifetime. So at the end of the day, I don't know that it really matters what you believe about the one. I mean, people believe different things about this. Some really smart people believe different things about this. And I mean, technically, if you look through scripture, there's not many examples, um, scriptural evidence to support that God creates just one person for each of us, minus Adam and Eve, right? Minus that like unique experience. There's a lot of arranged marriage in scripture. Um, but life isn't like that anymore. Like, like we're people who say they want biblical dating, they're really looking for what? Like arranged marriages, because that's what biblical dating looked like back then. So I'm pretty sure we don't want to go back to that type of philosophy. And I think it's important for us to kind of open our mind and realize when when we're talking about the one, first and foremost, God gives us wisdom and discernment to make good relationship choices. And not only that. He gives us guidelines in his word. Um, I really believe that if we look through scripture, we'll find a lot of principles about healthy relationships. And that's what I talk about all the time on my blog and through my books. God's word points us back to healthy relationships. And there are so many passages that affirm that. I'm going to list some of those in the show notes for you just to review. God gives us important information to guide us when it comes to finding and marrying the right person, whether or not you want to call them the one. You know, because like it or not, you're not going to open your door one day to find the partner of your dream standing there waiting to be yours. That's not how it works. There's a process there. And part of the process is up to you to make positive decisions to get yourself healthy and to get yourself um, to a healthy person. You've got to engage in the process of getting to know God, getting to know others, and getting to know yourself, and ultimately getting to know God's Word to help you understand the fruit of a healthy relationship. Another thing I want you to remember with this process of the one and figuring out if there is the one, uh, you're free to choose who you're going to marry. Like Ultimately, let's say there is the one out there you are still free to choose. You know, in some countries, people have limited freedom. Like my grandma was one of those people who who had a semi-arranged marriage, but even though she chose um, to go ahead and marry someone she barely knew, she had to continually choose marriage. She had to continually choose to make good choices and to honor him. And he had to choose to honor her and love her. And And so there was these daily choices that they had to make to keep each other the one, you know? But most of us aren't going to have that experience when it comes to an arranged marriage. Most of us are going to stand at the end of the aisle 
with someone that we chose, you know, someone that we decided we were bringing into our lives forever. And I think that's why I talk so much about the importance of that choice. Sometimes I think when we talk about the one and people who are like really gung-ho that there is just one person out there, I'm just going to see them and know, I almost feel like sometimes we rob ourselves of that important process of really getting to the nitty gritty and figuring out if this person is a good match for us. And and what's sad to me is all these people who end up coming into counseling years later because they didn't actually get to know this person. They just assumed, oh, I have these feelings. This must be the one, but I don't really care to get to know them that well because I know they're the one and, and my heart is telling me they're the one. And then years later, they're having issues, which most marriages face issues, right? They're having issues and they're struggling and now they're thinking, well, God must have led me to the wrong one. Like we start blaming God that he led us to the wrong one when really God is saying to us, I'm giving you full wisdom and I'm giving you full freedom to choose and to make a healthy relationship choice. I mean, I'm not saying that God is not part of this process. God's spirit Um, is a huge advantage to us as believers. He's going to lead us and guide us and prompt our hearts along the way. And I think it's important to trust God in the process, but I also believe that God is trusting us, trusting us to read his word, trusting us to seek good counsel, trusting us to get ourselves to a healthy place so that our marriages will be in a healthy place. There's a lot of choices that we've got to make in the process. And lastly, one thing I want to talk through when it comes to, to the one When you say, I do, you choose the one, you know, like the moment you say, I do, you have chosen the one. Um, I think people take that for granted. And I think more than getting hung up on whether or not we married the one, because really does it matter once you're married anyway? I think that pressure before marriage sometimes does more harm than good. And the key is, making sure that we see marriage as an important choice, a lifelong commitment, and realize that when we do finally say, I do, like all of a sudden that person becomes the one. All of a sudden that person becomes the choice that we have made for the rest of time, for the rest of life. Because there's a lot of pressure if you're married And you're trying to discern whether or not you found the one. Like, think of that pressure. Like, is this person the one? Did I make the right choice? Like, like that could put so much undue and unnecessary pressure on your marriage because you'll find yourself thinking through that the rest of your life. Um, And I think it's important to have healthy expectations and realize, like, Whether or not there is such thing as the one, you have done everything you can to become a healthy person. You have done everything you can to choose a healthy person. Well, then rest assured, like like you've done your part and then you trust God to do his part. And, And that's one of the reasons I love dating. That's one of the reasons I'm such an advocate for dating because we spend so much time preparing for every other discipline Um, for every other thing in life, for our careers, for our jobs, our educations, but we don't really prepare for marriage. And I think preparation for marriage starts while we're single. Preparation for marriage starts during dating because the more you know about healthy relationships, the better you're going to do, the easier it will be to identify someone that's a good match 
for your life. Whether or not there is such thing as the one, it's not going to matter at the end of the day because you've done your homework, you've got yourself healthy, and you have attracted and recognized a healthy relationship. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you and gave you some practical steps to take when it comes to your love life. Be sure to send me all your relationship questions by going to truelovedates.com slash love and relationships or sending me your questions in voice memo form to deborah at truelovedates.com. If you're loving what you're hearing on this show, I invite you to check out my blog, truelovedates.com or either of my books, True Love Dates or Choosing Marriage and get serious about getting information that's going to help you get healthy and move you in the direction of healthy relationships. Help us get the word out about this podcast by leaving your five-star review on iTunes and then connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at True Love Dates and give me a shout out. I love hearing from you. I'm Deborah Faleda and it was so great being together again today and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.